Here, boys, so we start Kapitel uh, Amitest in Yeshaya. How Meroidach uh, Baladan, the son of Baladan, the Melech of Bovel, sent letters <coughs> and a gift to Cheskyo when he heard that he had been ill and then he recovered. And hopefully, we'll get into a little bit of Vinyoni Hanukkah as well, because tonight is the second era of Hanukkah. Hopefully, we'll get into a little Vinyonim of Or and Choyshech as well. Pasuk Aleph. Boesahi Sholach Meroidach Baladon Ben Baladon Melech Bovil Svorim Umincholel Cheskyo. At that time, Meroidach Baladon, the son of Baladon, the king of Babylonia, and Chazal say that his penei, his face looked like that of the appearance of a dog. Chazal say he sent letters and a gift to Cheskyo when he heard that he had been ill and that he had recovered. So he sent him letters and a gift to Cheskyo when he had heard, as everybody else in the world heard at that time, that he had been ill and he had recovered. Also, being that the sun, being that the sun went down uh, sometimes like 10 miles early, so they all saw it. Right. Right. That's what I, I mean. I'll pick that Perkin Belezen, Perkin Bays, that they saw it, Pashat, that the clock went back. Okay, let's see. Zokter Ashi, Vayishma Kicholo Vayechazak. He heard that he had gotten sick and that he had uh, recovered. So Rashi tells us, So now we're going to tell you about the eating habits of this fellow over here. This, uh, this Meroidach Baladin. Uh, Baladin. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Pekach Bamalia was Eichel Aborim. So Goizas Bekinuch Suda. We'll see what, uh, what times this fellow ate. Well, he, he used to eat three hours into the day, and then he used to take a snooze though, in the sixth hour, snooze till the sixth, ninth hour. You know, the, the Galgal Chama went back for Chizkiyo, so when Meroidach gets up from his, his nap, so he finds out that it's morning. The first thing the king does when he gets up from his, from his afternoon nap and it's morning, he wants to kill his Avodim. Omar, he says, You let me sleep through the night until the morning? Because if it's the morning now, it means I slept through the night. I have to run a maluch over here. There's a schedule the king has. And you keep me... One less day. One less day. That's what Shter did. Okay, very good. But uh, what's the pshat? Besides the covet that he's melech has one less day, but also he has the whole Medina to run, he's telling them. You let me sleep. They told him, "Galgal Chama who should chose it wasn't us. It was the Galgal Chama. What they have to want from us?" Excuse me. Who returned it back? The God of Chizkiyo Amelach. He's the one that turned it back. In other words, it had to be attributed to some God. We just started Kapitel Amitas. It had to be attributed to some God that the clock, you know, playing around with the sun and setting it back. Uh, who, who, who's in charge of, ah, oh, who was it? The God of Chizkiyo Melech. let me sleep. Who the God of Chizkiyo? So he says, um, okay, let's find out about this. That's when he sent the, uh, the Mincha and the Swarm to, 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 to Chizkiyo Melech. Pasuk Beis. Vayish, chizkiyo, and Chizkiyo rejoiced over them. Vayarim is based nechoisoi, and he showed them his entire treasure house. Esa kesef, the silver, vesa zov, and the gold, vesa psamim, and all the spices. 
And it could be Gufa that had some spices all the way, way back when, from the days of Shloim HaMelech, when he got from uh, Malka Shvol, like we saw Malach Malka Kapitol Yud. It's very, very possible that she brought all those spices that lasted till now. Things that you could, were only available in Africa at that time, where she came from, but not in Eretz Yisrael. So he shows it all to these Shluchim uh, of Melech Babel. And then he showed them the good oil. We have to see which good oil we're talking about. Some say it's the Shemina Mishcha, some say it's the Shemina Farsimoin, that's Motzi in Eretz Yisrael. That's Nagei Chanukah. It's more Gishmak of the Shemina Mishcha if it's Chanukah. It's more Mahudan, right? There's a Shemina Toiv, the good oil, there's Kol Beis Kalov, and all the entire house that where he kept his Kalim, there's Kol Ash and Imtzabu Yitzrayusuf. And everything that, he found, that was found in his treasures, he showed them everything. And Chazal say it was the Oren that he showed him. And he told them the secrets of, of how Jews are successful in war. There was not a thing, nothing, that Chizkiyot did not show them in his palace and in his kingdom. He showed them everything else. What does Rashi say? Base Nechoyse. Base Gnozov Shal Besomim. This, Rashi says, was the storehouse of the Besomim. Kamoyesh Shleit and Breish Islam at Zayin. Nechoyse Vitsori Veloit. Like we had. It says that when Yosef went down to, in last week's parish, in Parashat Yosef, he went down to Mitzrayim. So what does it say over there? So they had all these spices over here. The Nechoyse, the balm, all these things, the lotus, all these different types of spices. And that Shaloyu Yuzat Mireichrad, Oyset Tzadik. Shemchaim Shalevitz has a whole shmuz. Does it may really make a difference? He's getting that shpol of his whole life. Yosef Atzadik. So it makes a difference. As a shmekta bissel, it doesn't smell. It makes it more geshmak if it it's better. Vice Toisu Yerucham says the same. You saw it that when it's nigs on a person at tzara, so there's a gvul to the tzara. This much of the tzara that you have to have a shpol of your life. Your brothers have to sell you. You have to go down to Egypt. That's in the gzera. But that should smell on the way down. Dosnisht. That's not part of the gzera. Also, Rebbeim Shmulevit says that's the 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 Ha'oris ponim mitoich the tzara that Hashem shows a person. He has rise a whole shmuz in them. Rebbeim Shmulevit and Sitchas Musa. Same. He said ties it in. That's Rebbeim Shmulevit. He ties it in the Chanukah. Right. right. That was the Shmeichel bidyuk. That's the Ha'oris ponim in Chanukah. Also, that even though Yivonim came to power, we'll see soon that the the, the not the Yivonim the the the, the but still, they didn't regain independence for the 70 years that they had in Ba'ez Shani of the 420 that the Beis HaMikdash stood until years later, in the days of Yerichon Hirkinus, later, which was great-grandchildren from, from Matasio. But they only, they only, but still they were under the dominion of the Syrian Greeks at that time, the Yivanim, even when they had it. But what was the Indian? The Indian was the Oris Panim, the, the, the Shmeichel that Hashem was showing them. So that's that Indian over here. So that's the, the, uh, what Rashi is bringing over here. What's the Shemina Toiv you show them? Some say it was the anointing oil. Rashi says, and some say it was the Shemina Farsimoin. And you know what this is? Fanag. It's something called Panag, which is mentioned in Yechezkel Chavzayin, Pazik Yudzayin. Yehudiv Yisrael, Heimerich Lecha, Bechitim Inis, Fanag. It says over there, Yehuda and his land of Yisrael. They were your merchants with wheat of, of Minas and of Panag. And then Rashi over here, Pile Ploim, quotes none other than Josephus. Now, the ones that Rashi quotes over here, we Avada, we could be Saimacham, where Vigna Miller says that since Josephus, you have to be very careful what you take from him. Because he was writing Josephus Flavius under the watchful eyes of Agrippa II, who was in the base Hashemanoi. And at that time, they were already turned into, even though he was beside a little bit, uh, Agrippa II, but the earlier ones, he was on, they were all Tzadokim, the Sadducees. And he was writing under watchful eye. So a lot of things there. He wasn't writing from the view of the Pharisees. That's the Prushim, the Erlichi, and He was writing from the view of the other people. Anyway, so you have to be careful. But the ones that Rashi quotes, no Shail about. 
Very easy to say for Yosef. And I saw in Josephus, in book 4, chapter 22, he says over there that Fanag is balsam. Is this a farsamim? You know where it grows? In Jericho. That's why Yericho is called Yericho. Because of the Reach. We know another Pshat because of the Roma from the Karbonish. They don't Mishnah his name. But the, 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 the Roma went there all the way to Yericho. But here we have another Pshat. It's called the Richo because of the aroma, the reach, the reach of the balsam that came from there. Geshmak is coming from over there. Even the Sefer Torah, even the Sefer Torah, Rashi brings from the Perikin Blazer Kapitel Perikin Beis that we mentioned yesterday, he showed the Shluchim of Melech Bavil. Rashi in Melochim says even more, he even showed them the Oro, the Luchos, the Sefer Torah. And uh, he tells them this is exactly how we wage war and how we're victorious in war. You see how we, we wage war and we're victorious? Because of this Sefer Torah. But we know that this displeased the Kaddish Baruch Hu when Cheskiyot showed the Shluchim from Bavil all his treasures because it was demonstrating Gaiva arrogance. And assuming that they had not come from a, uh, they'd come from a distant land to do him honor since he prospered in all his undertakings. They were saying, right? You know why he's coming? Cheskiyot was thinking of the Fi was a Tvi against him. They're coming l'chvaydi, but they were really coming l'chvaydi the kaddish baruch hu, because Hashem they, they saw the gvur of a kaddish baruch hu. It seems l'fidar gosay. Obviously, we're talking about a tzaddik and the kaddish baruch hu's medakter with tzaddikim chutzah. It was a tvi against him, and it says that when the divrei yom it says that vayig baliboy. It says over there that his heart became hori, and that's the way uh, Chazal looked at it. He should have realized that the visitors had come in honor of a kaddish baruch hu, not for his own kavod, and. Uh, Hashem allowed him in the first place that the day should come it was an assignment for him the way the Radak is Mazim Lachem Beis that to see how he was going to react like the Rizinom Sisi Shom says all over the place that every Matzah person is in the same law of them so this was another Nisoyim just like we find in Bayes Sheni when the Kairish gave permission for the for Bayes Sheni to be rebuilt they told him the Gemara says in Megillah this Pasuk laid in Yeshaya Kapitel Mem Hey Kairish it says over there that's referring to you oh great the Jewish prophet Yeshaya Novi was prophesizing about me five six hundred years later or uh, not even less, that I'm going to give permission, you know, to, to rebuild the Jewish base of Mingdash. Uh, for sure, I'm all for it. Later, he backed out a little bit. He came with more power, a little bit cold. But because of this Nebuah, that convinced him. So, but at that time, when they first came up, there was an Esoyen for the Yidden that came up in the days of Zerubavil, because they had the Kusim, who Sancherev had already brought up years before, 133 years before the Chorban, when he was, uh, he put the, he exiled the Seres Shvatim. so they came from Kusa, and they didn't know, the, the, the Arroyas came against them, the Lions came against them, they were Magayar out of fear of the Arroyas. So it was a whole Shaila, later they, they found Dmus, Yoyin and Matzalahem, on Hagrizim, that they were Oyvin, and they were Pasal Tamagami. But then they sent a coin from the Sarah Shvatim to Mechanech them. Sancherif says, teach them the law of the, of the God of the land. The Kayaris, they should know the Torah. So they come, they didn't come up and buy Shane, they didn't want to build the base of Mingdosh, rebuild. And they say, we want a Chalik also, we're also Jews. And it was a big Nisayan, it was a big test. Because are you going to accept them or not? And Zerubavel and, and Yeshua Koyin Godel, the son of Soraya Koyin Godel, who had killed that Rivlo, rejected them. Rejected them, which was very, very dangerous because they were in the land already in Israel for 200 years. They were, had money, they were established. And uh, to reject them was saying a statement that we don't want to have anything to do with you. And throughout Bayez Shani, they caused them tsaros. All the way to, to the Soif. Mamish caused them tsaros tsuris. But that was a test for them. Are you going to accept them or not? And they passed that test. They just wanted to show that there's no halfway in Torah. Torah, you're either Torah, you're either You don't just believe in Torah, you believe all the way in Torah. And that's what the, that's what the uh, Zerubbabel in the beginning of Ayat Shani was showing the Kusim. We're not interested in 
in uh, in in any of your uh, of your beliefs. You're either a, a full Tyriid without compromises, kind of what Eliyahu Anavi was telling them. You're straddling both sides of the fence. So Chaim Briska says, what's what's the problem? Right? And if it's Lebal, what do you mean? Isn't it better to, to be over the Kaddish Baruch Hu with a little bit, you know, or be over the Baal with a little bit of mocking for a Kaddish Baruch Hu? Well, isn't it, you know, let's say he's a 90% over the Void but he's a 10% over the Hashem. So to say, Echut, say Echepis, Fekhtib Chaim. What's so schwer? Im Lashem, Lashem. If Lebal, Chu Acharov. Lagamri, why 100%? Zokhtib Chaim. That it that 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 if a person is over the zor ninety percent and he's a and he's kosher in ten percent it's not shot that the ten percent is going to be machshir the the puzzle part of the over the zor fakert that it's the the ninety percent is going to be makalkal that part because if you don't have a shkofas a you don't have mgam legamre kadosh baruch you kul lashem there's a mix with a tarovus whatever that is chokmoskitzonius whatever it could be so you saw it bechal in life. So then it's going to be mekalkul the good chelik. It's best as Dr. Chaim that you lagamri labal than half and half. You know, abyssal do, abyssal do. That's bad. Some of the shemroinim work. You know, you know, we want to keep toishah b'chasad. Nish toishah b'alpeh. You know, but why are they doing? Because they were gay arroyos. We're afraid we're going to, you know, an Eretz Yisrael that comes with the law book. The Torah says that we have to, you know, keep the laws of the of the land, of God of the land. Okay, we'll keep the Torah for those reasons. But you know, when we're politically, it's in our interest to, to go with the Goyim, so we'll go with the Goyim, we'll go with what they say. Nay, Zok is Rubavel. That's not going to happen right now. There's no such a thing. Just like Elio Anovi did years ago, in the, he Shtelvek that Yisoid, and he came back after so many years of quiet just to say this Yisoid that no, you're ripping apart Klal Yisrael with your half falshash kofis. Tayyar with something else. Tayyar has to be pristine, has to be clear. Pure, 100% pure, just like Shem and Zayzoch, that's the Remez, has to be 100% pure, without any uh, um, uh, paslas in there, without any uh, sediments in there. So here was the Nisoyan over here, that's what Rashi, that's what the, the Hezbo over here is, that Hashem allowed the, the sorry bubble to test the Cheskyo uh, to see what was in his heart. Vay Yovoi Yeshayo Hanovi. El Hamelech Hiskio, Posagim, and Yeshaya Novi came to Cheskio Hamelech and said to him, What did these men say? And, and from where did they come to you? They have come to me from a very, very distant country from Bovil. What does Ashi say? They came from a very, very distant country. Very stark I'll say. This is one of the three people that Hakadosh Baruch Hu tested, and he found to be a a, a, a pat of Meiraglayim. What's going on over here? Who are these three people? Look at the the, the group here: Kain, Chizkiyo, and Bilom. We put this tzaddik over Chizkiyo together with Kain and Bilom. You couldn't be between two worst Rishoyim in the world than those. The first murderer in the world. He was a Mechadish murderer in the Kayin. And then Bilam, Ribboyne Shalolam. Or Rishoyichim and Masoinoi. You know, a person is... Mitzad Echad is a Yedei Das Elyoin. Oh, but the Dildos, he's... 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 Okay, I, I don't know which one's more accurate, but uh, I, by me I have it in this gear. So here, Who are these three people? Let's see. Kain, Chizkiyo, and Bilam. 
Chayin, Chizkiyo, and Bilam. Why? Because Chizkiyo should have responded. Chizkiyo, hey, lo'i lahashiv. Ata neviye shal makoim. Veliyata shoyil. Yeshaya novi, b'mechilas kvoyitcha, you're a novi for 86 years. You are the novi of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You are neviye shal makoim, and you're asking me what's going on over here. You're asking me what they came from. Why are you asking me where, who they are, where they come from? Which in itself is a pillar. Does a Novi know everything? Even no. things that are not in the gay Nebuah? So what's the, what's the Tvi against him? From here it's Mashmur, it's a Tvi against him. The Novi knows everything. But that's what he should have said. So, so Rashi says that he, uh, he started to become hori. And he says, You know, they came from a very, very distant country. They didn't come from local. They're, they're foreigners, these people. District, Bovel, Iraq, far away from Eretz Yisrael. Syria's close, Lebanon's close, Mitzrayim's close. These are all close places to Eretz Yisrael. Yardin. Yeah, Aram. But this is far away. Iraq, that's all the way down there by Saddam Hussein. There's, no, there's nothing over here. It's not in the neighborhood over here. Yeah. Therefore, he was punished. And since he rejoiced over them and he gave them food and he, he uh, was ma'areach them, he hosted them. So he also got a punishment for that. Now there's a Gemara, day in the Gemara that says, His wife served and poured wine for the Sari Bovil. And that's what we said, the Orachim HaKadosh says, that that's the aside that a machshava psula b'shas zivu chas b'shalom can have an effect on the children, and he says that that that's what Chazal meant ishtoi hishkasaleim that that when she was mezavik with chizkiyo she had bad machshavas it seems, and that's why chizkiyo and Rav, that's why Menashe and Rav Shoke two oivdei v'dazor came out because ishtoi hishkasaleim like the Gemara says that's what the the Orchayim says. And that's why from such a tzad came such a such a rush. The chaim in two places in Vayechi, and it's also in Tazria. That's why it says Isha Tazria that the rishis is totally from the from the Nekeva. That's what he says. Her 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 b'shas zivu. Anyway, that's the Yisoyed the Gorichaim Hakadosh. But here you see over here. That's what the Gorichaim says before in Tazria. Yeah, and that's why Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says the morale says that. That's why when, when it, it's not Mefarsim Rivka Imenu's Misa in the Torah when she was Nifter, Nifteris. It just says the Voyra, the Menekas of Rivka was Nifter. And from there you'll figure out that she was also Nifter Rivka. Why? So Rashi, Shaloi Kalalu Rivka. And say, oh, Keres Shayatsi Mena Esav. They're going to Makal Rivka when she's Nifter. Oh, that's the one that the that, that, that ace of the rush. He was famous in the world for his wishes. The Yisrael Mumer, the one Kedushin Yuches calls him. They're going to curse her. Affect everybody. What it, what, first of all, even if you're not Mefarsim, if he Otu, doesn't everybody know that, she's the, that he's the son of Rivka? Second of all, why the Dafka going to curse Rivka? Why not Yitzchok? Different Pshatim in here. 150 Pshatim in here. One of the Pshatim is, is that, that uh, since the Gemara says that Roiv Bonim Adoyim Lachia Aim, the Gemara says in, in Baba Basra, so Yaakov Netsky says, they're going to say, since Yitzchak was a Tzaddik, but a, a Tzaddik ben Tzaddik, he came from an Elocha family, but uh, my brother was loving a Russia. So therefore, they're going to automatically be toiled that my children went off to Derech because my Esav went off because of uh, my brother. One shot. Another shot the morale says over there, the Rishus is totally in the aim. This is so, it's totally in the mother because the Gemara says in Nido that the Gashmi is the Gazach and the Edom and the Y, the Atsama is the blood comes from the mother, Vachule. And he says all the Chumri is the Gazach and come from the, from the, the, the mother. The love and Shabai and the Moyach, the Ruchni is the Gazach and come from the father. But the Gashmi is Chumri is the Gazach and Zok the Maral, Pida Yenagamor, come from the Mama. And the Rishus is totally in the mother. 
That's the same Yisoid over here. So he's saying that Bishaz Zivuk Chizkiyo's wife was was Hishka Hiska Leib. Bishaz she was she was she was Mechaba the Sorry Bovel, which is the the Amimim, the Tumah the Amimim is Dr. Chaim Hakadosh. That seems there was a Tfiyah against her. He's talking about over there. That's a whole different Yisoid about Yaakov Avinu that the Mechalaf the Mechalaf Leib Berochel. He's talking about a whole different Yisoid. Agav he throws this in over here, but that but that that but then Tazri talks more about it. He says Ishak he says Rivi Yolda Zachar that it's it's that's totally in the mother. That's that Yisoid. Anyway, you see this Nakud over here. That uh, that Chizkiyo uh, Amelech that what Chazal say that's what he was Machal Al Shulchanoi that based on Chayisa is Ishtoi Hishka Shalem she was pouring uh, wine for them. V'chein Bilam Sha'amerloi Miwa Noshem Eili Macha Kadosh Baruch says to him who are these men with you and Rashi says the reason why is because Hashem wanted to Pesach you know give him a, a Pesach. V'heishiv Yomar Bolak Ben Sipur Belach Moiv Sholach Elai. So right away in Bamidul Chavez, what does he answer? He says, "Bolak the son of sent them to me." So what was the tefi against that? It seems that he was he was warding off the blame from himself. He's saying, he could have said back to Kadosh Baruch you're you're Shaloylam. I'm talking to you, Rebbeinu Shaloylam. You know who he is. But I have to ask you who it is. He doesn't say. He just says, "Bolak ben Sipur sent them to me." What do you mean? I'm a Kadosh Baruch. You haven't come to Kadosh You just said something to me. Next, who is the next one? Kain, v'chein Kain, Shomaloi. Hey, Hevel Achicha. Hashem says to him, "Where's Hevel, your brother?" He should have said back, All hidden things are revealed to you. So I have to I have to tell you where they are. So here we see this Yisoid. Now there's a Samach over here, right? Is there a Samach? You don't have it? When's the Samach over here? Oh, it's actually before Pesach Gimel, but this is a Pesach for us to get into another Medrash. Right, it's the one right before. We're going to stop here today in the song because I want to tell you Yisoid about uh, the Medrash. Listen to this Medrash about the Goliaths. The Goliaths, where's this Medrash? There's a Medrash three places. That's Marum is the Indian of the Goliaths. Listen to, to, to a couple of Medrash from here, Boisai. Vashtet about the Goliaths. This is in Bereshis, the first Medrash Parsha based Simon Dalad. Rib Shimon ben Lokish Posa Krabba Goliaths. It says in the Pasuk, it says, uh, or Vukhule, and he and Rishim ben Lokish is uh, he interpreted his Pasuk in the Goliath. It says like this Soyu, Ze Golis Bavil. Soyu Shimon ben Lokish, that's uh Golis Bavil. Shanam says in Yumyo Dalit, Raisius Aretz Vihine Soyu. Vavoyu Ze Golis Modai. Vavoyu is Golis Modai. It says in Esther Vov. With their Xeros, they were they darkened the eyes of Klal Yisrael. They said to Klal Yisrael, right on the Karen Ashar, that you don't have a Chelik in Elke Yisrael. Now there's another hundred shot and what the, what the Kavana was. But I saw yesterday, it says, say, What's Al Karen Ashar? They wanted to be mefarsim and advertise their kfiro that it should be like a bumper sticker on a car. So therefore, in the ancient days, they used to have oxen. So ride it on the horse, on the horn of your ox, it'll be mefarsim, you know, it gets around, it's like a bus with an advertisement. And you're saying that I'm a koifer, that's why they wrote on the Karen Ashur Dafka, to advertise people for that. Others say it was the bottles the kids were drinking out, the ancient bottles they used to drink from, that was the show. But here he says, that it was, it was the Indian to be mefarsim the kfiru. He says another thing, it's Yitochen, that they wanted to be merames to the Maisa Egel, 
that they were distanced from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Mele, they don't have a chalik more in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. that's the, the remez of the Shor, to be mazgah that Indian, which we find in Pashat Gassiz, it says, L'shim it's going to always, the, the, they're going to always have a fear against you, the Goyim, uh, what do you do, can you explain to me the Pasha, the Egel, what happened over there, the Maise Egel, that's what they would say, Al Karen Ashur. Al Prey Sahoim, so the Medrash says, Ze Golos, Mamlech HaSarishor, V'chulei She'ein Lem Cheker, Kemayat Ahoim, Ma'at Ahoim HaZe'ein Lem Cheker, V'shoim, that's a whole different Indian, of, of Golos, uh, of Golos Edoim. Now the Medrash later also talks about Golos Yavon, this Medrash tells us, in Parshas Lech Lecho, Parshas Mem Dalet, by the Brisbane of Sarim and Simon Tezvav, it says, Kecholi Egla Mishuleshes. Take for me a third born calf. Zu Bovil, Shehemida Shloisha Malachim, Nebuchadnezzar, Evel Meroidach, and Belshatzar. This is referring to Bovil, the Egla Mishuleshes, who had three Malachim, Nebuchadnezzar, Evel Meroidach, and Belshatzar. And Yermiyahu, who Gufa calls them, and Yermiyahu, he calls them the Egla Yefefia, the beautiful Egla. That's referring to Bovil. Ez Mishuleshes zu Modai shahoyis mamidah shloishim alachim. Ez Mishuleshes is Modai that had three kings: Koyrish, Darvyovish, and Achashverosh. Those are the three kings of Media. Ayel Mishulosh, that's zu Yavon. That's Yavon. Rebbe Lozer, Rebbe Yechanan, Rebbe Lozer. It's a machlok. Rebbe Lozer, Rebbe Yechanan. Rebbe Lozer, Amar Kala Ruchas Kavshu Bnei Yavon. All directions the Bnei Yavon captured. Veruach Mizrachas like Kavosha, but the eastern Ruach they never captured. Omar Loi, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, What are you talking about? Vaksivis says in Daniel Ches Dalit, Verisius Ail, Menageach, Yomba Vitsafino, Venegba, Vachol Chayas Loi, Yamdulfono, Vein Matzel Miyode, Vosagot Soyne Vehigdil. Vudaiti Rebelozad, Loyomar Mizrochis, Vitor Vagosel, Zumalchus Edoi, Torhu Elish, a Gazlan Huvachuli. Here's another remez we see to the Golos of Yovan, they're called the Isle, Mishulosh, and this whole Indian, Lemaisa, is uh, referring to the Shiltoin that they had. Um, because after the, 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 the previous Malchias, Antiochus, the Melech of Yovan, the big Russia, he was Moloch on Eretz Atzvi, and it was the Spashadism of Shol and the Gantzevelt. He was Antiochus, was very, he was, uh, he had a great Melucha. So those were the three. Who were they? The three, the first one we know was uh, the uh, Alexander Moikdoin, that's Malchus Magdoini, that they had three Melochim for Sarmim. Right, Alcazander Moikdom was Malach Bakiper. Afterwards, with the Dalit Sarim for some of the Maila and Shiltalois, that they, that they split, was split into four, Malchus Yovan. Egypt took one, and then Asia Minor had another one, and Syria, the Syrian Greeks, that's how they came to rule over Israel. Antiochus was the Chalik of Yovan, that, uh, which comes from Yefes, we know you have to look him the Yefes, Vishkin Polishem, that, uh, that was Malach and Eretz Yisrael. So those were the three Malachim. Afterwards, he had the biggest Hashpolo because he fell at the hands of the Hashmanoyim. Then the Karen of Malchus Hashem came and, uh, and the Govaitin to the other Malchus. Anyway, that leads us into a little bit Indian of, uh, of, of Hanukkah about Ur and Choshech. We see here that in the Medrashim that, that Yovan's called Choshech. Now, a historian without the spiritual perceptions of our Chazal would think that darkness is the least apt characterization of the Syrian Greek domination. Greed, cruelty, oppression, intolerance, impurity, yes. But darkness? You're not going to describe the Greek culture as darkness. A secular historian who doesn't know how Chazal look at things, the last word you would use to describe the Greek culture and all their, uh, uh, their rulership and to characterize them would be Chayshech. But yet Chazal called them Chayshech. They were greedy, they were cruel people, they oppressed people. They were intolerant, they were Tomei, but not Choshech. 
We know that Antiochus carried the banner of Greek culture and he was its missionary. He was the wave of progress, of light, surely not darkness. In his way came gymnasiums, academies, art, sport, philosophy. He could justly be condemned for the greed with which he looted Eretz Yisrael and the Beis Hamikdash to finance his ill-conceived foreign adventures and the gluttonous hedonism of his court. He could be abhorred for slaughtering children and elders who refused to bow to his idols and enjoy the flesh of his sacrifices. We could castigate him for his decrees against the uh, uh, humanity and the self-respect of young women and men. But instead of decrying him for such crimes, which he was guilty of, Chazal chose a seemingly rhetorical characterization to characterize him as darkness, which L'Chaira could hardly be more inapt. Darkness? Why darkness? He was such a lightful person. Now, if it were only the cruel, mad Antiochus who was so described by Chazal, so then we could agree that the black clouds of his baseness more than obscured the glimmers of light that he inherited from the Alexanders and the Aristotles of his past. But Chazal are far more sweeping. Because the second Pasuk, like we said in Bereshis, tells us that before light was created, any vegetation was created, any life was created, when the universe was still a raw, formless mass of unrealized potential, the earth was astonishingly empty with darkness upon the surface of the deep. Now Chazal used this description to refer not only to those temporary conditions, but also to stages in the human condition that a man, particularly Klai Yisrael, has to pass on the road to carrying out the purpose of the Bria. Like the Ramban says over there that everything that happened in the first six days of the creation is indicative of what would take place in the first 6,000 years of the Earth's existence. Whatever took place in the Sheishis Meberejah, Dr. Ramban, that's how, what's going to take place in the 6,000 years of the, the, that the Earth is in existence. Just like the Kaddish Baruch Hu was Bayer Yesh he created a finished universe from a total vacuum. Humanity was to take creation and nurture it through the infinite stages of development that led to the completion of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's master plan. And only when history has played out its final scene will a man understand its script. Until then, we can only follow the stage directions that are set forth in the Torah and the Torah Shabbat Now we know Yav, uh, the, that the four Goliaths, his Gauls Bavel, Gauls Paras and Modai, Gauls Yavan and Gauls Rome. Reb Shimon ben Lokish stayed Posa Krob Malchius. V'choyshech zu Malchus Yavan, shechshichu enayim shal Yisrael gzerisayin. State in Rashi's Rabbah that we mentioned, that's the, 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 that the Malchias uh, the that we're referring to over here is, is darkness, which refers to the kingdom of Greece. There's a major chilik between the, the, the other three Goliaths and the Goliaths of Yavan. The other Goliaths happened when uh, the other uh, Nisan that we, we uh, have is when uh, we didn't have a base of Migdosh. It didn't exist. Lots of Marshall when the Babylonians, the Persians, and the Romans had their greatest power over Klal Yisrael. We didn't have this source of the spiritual light, the base of Migdash, which is Ayushalaylo. Klal Yisrael were in a massive of Yiyush, hopelessness, but they were not a Shikhu and Aim Shal Yisrael. They didn't darken the eyes of Klal Yisrael. Because Klal Yisrael's Zainayim were darkened because they didn't have a base of Migdash, and the Shayrish of Or, the base of Migdash, was destroyed, it was gone. But during the 
Golos Yavon, we did have a base in English. The base in English did stand during Golos Yavon. Not only that, neither the Greeks nor the Syrian Greeks had any plans to destroy the base in English. They had no problem with the base in English standing. Fakir, the people of the Acropolis, the amphitheaters, the gymnasia, and all the pagan temples of Mount Olympus had no grievance against the existence of Klal Yisrael's Helig Beis Amigdosh as the center of Jewish culture. It was not the seat of Jewish culture that galled Greece. It was the kind of culture it espoused. Other enemies of Yisrael might direct their hatred against Jews rather than Judaism, but the nature of Greece required it to do the exact opposite. The philosophers and the Olympians of Greece vented their rage against Klal Yisrael's stubborn allegiance to the Torah and told to the teachings of the Torah. More than any other monarch of his dynasty, we know Talmai too, Philadelphius of Mitzrayim, he respected Klal Yisrael and he proved his interest by compelling 70 Chachamin to translate the Torah into Greek. The product of their labor was the famous Septuagint and it made the divine wisdom, the Chachmas Salaikis of the Torah available to all people. But we know Chazal, more and Chazal were misabil on this because when the Torah was translated, state in the wheel is Tainis, darkness descended to the world. Now the question is why? So the truth is we have to go back to the ancestors of Klal Yisrael and the ancestors of Yavon. Noyach's sons we have were Shem and Yophis. Torah tells us that Noyach became drunk and he uncovered himself in his tent. And even worse, he was ridiculed by his own son, Chom, who got his klolo and going down to Africa. So Shem and Yophis draped a garment over their shoulders and walking backwards to avoid seeing their father's shame, they went into the room and covered him. Now when Noyach learned what had happened, he blessed his two loyal sons saying, May Hashem extend Yephes. But he will dwell in the tents of Shem. Although both Shem and Yophis did the same compassionate, respectful deed, Noyach gave them different brachis. Obviously, Shem's bracha was superior. Or was it? Yophis and his boundaries was vastly expanded. It's taka true. We know Alexander and all his successors ruled the world. His aesthetic boundaries too were also extended. Because the Mar says in Megillah, Daftesamit Beis, that Yephis' name and the word with which he was blessed with Yaft come from the word Yofa, which means beautiful. He was blessed not only with territory, but with beauty. And that blessing endures to this day. Wherever Greek philosophy is studied, Greek plays are performed, and Greek athletic events are emulated. These and other manifestations of Greek culture all flowed from Noyach's brocha. Shem was gebenched with none of these. He was rewarded with the promise that a Kaddish Baruch Hu would find a home in his oyalim. Avram, Avinu, as Shem's primary descendant, produced the nation that accepted the Torah. They built the Bate Migdash and remained loyal to the teaching of the and the concepts, even in the darkest moments, of many, many of the Goliaths. Now, we have to know what exactly is the essential difference between these two brachas. What's the difference between bracha of Shem and the bracha of Yophis? So Yophis, we have to know, was an ex- his gift was an external gift. Mental, no less than physical, gymnastics are essentially superficial in comparison with the godliness of the Divine Presence. If you have the Shekhinah B'Soychechem, so that it definitely surpasses any physical or external gifts. Now the architect of physical beauty, the composer of scores that meld the talents of a hundred musicians, 
Even the playwright and the philosopher do not approach the inner depth of one whose mind is engaged in the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whose heart tingles with love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whose limbs are sanctified by the acts that are ordained by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So which brach is greater? Is it Yefes' brach that's greater or is it Shem's brach that's greater? Now, propriety may require one to say emphatically that Shem's brach is greater, but is that an honest answer? Coming from the Shem's and the Avraham's of the world, so it definitely is. But the world, sadly, has more Yefeses than Shem's. Superficial people prefer superficial brachas. That's why Noach allocated his brachas as he did. Although both his sons participated equally in their commendable act, there was a world of difference between them. Yefes took pains to cover his father's shame because it was unseemly that his flesh and blood, his own father, should lay about so disgracefully. In today's parlance, Yefes would have exclaimed, what will the neighbor say? Surely shame had the consideration as well, but his driving emotion was more fundamental. His feelings for Noyach's covet were deeper and unselfish, and closer to the striving toward the image of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in which, which man was created. He did it more because he was the Tzalem Elohim. Each was properly rewarded in keeping with the quality of his Maisa. Yefes received a great but superficial brocha, and Shem became the bearer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mission. So Talmai, Talmai Philadelphus had the Torah translated. He and his subjects rejoiced that another book had been added to the library shelves of human knowledge. Wow, another book on the library shelves. But Chazal grieved, for Talmai had divorced the words of the Torah from its spirit, its deeper true meaning. Instead of capturing Torah Shabbat and the Nishmas of Torah, the Nisham of the Torah, the soul of the Torah, he ignored them and he prided himself in a Septuagint of rolling cadences, social legislation, ritual, and history. So it was a Guf Belina Shama. Antiochus IV also had a feel for beauty. He did not wish to send the Kain Godel into Golos or to destroy the Beis Amigdash. Let Yerushalayim be a mother city. It's Beis Amigdash a magnet. It's Kain Godel an inspiration. But let them declaim his culture. Worship his gods. Eat of his sacrifices. I have no problem with the Beis Amigdash stands. But you must, too, you must declaim my culture. Now, it is a familiar, similar, familiar facet of human nature that even vastly different sorts of people do not find themselves in conflict unless their differences are like matters, are in like matters. For example, carpenters and engineers, doctors and accountants, physicists and lawyers may be as dissimilar as it can be, but their differences seldom cause animosity because their respective courses do not impinge on one another. But two lawyers or two doctors or two carpenters having different opinions about the same project can easily reach the point of animosity. So it was with the offspring of Shem and Yefes when it came into conflict. Antiochus and the Syrian Greeks, the Ivanim, saw in the Judaism of Eretz Yisrael nothing more than another culture, and one that could not compare to the grandeur of Greece. Antiochus had no interest in changing Jewish methods of agriculture, but Jewish wisdom was something he could not countenance because it was in direct contradiction to, to his own. His was the wisdom of the body, and it was the wisdom of the soul. Judaism, Yiddishkeit, could not submit to Antiochus, and Antiochus would not acknowledge the superiority of Torah. So Chazal commonly referred to Greek and the other cultures, as well as the other forms of intellectual activity, and applied science as chokmas chitsoinius, external or superficial knowledge. Now this is not to imply that such pursuits are unimportant. Rather, it 
must be understood in the light of what Chazal say in Eicha Rabosi. If someone will tell you that there's wisdom among the nations, believe it. If someone will tell you that there's Torah among the nations, do not believe it. Because the exercise of intellect and amassing of wisdom are commendable and often essential pursuits. But they are not comparable to the development of inner wisdom, the Chochmas Apnimius, the godly wisdom, the Chochmas Aloikis of Torah of which man was created. The artist who seeks and creates beauty is sensitive and is easily moved. But just as he can distort the human body to fit the dictates of style, dance, or whatever else the contemporary definition of elegance happens to be, so too he can distort the mind, mold the conscience, twist morals and values to suit his perception of the needs of the times. Modern political man is proudest of a, const- a constitution that allows itself to be reinterpreted and stood on its head. This is good for no man-made convention, be it in fashion or law, can ever be perfect and therefore it should never be unchangeable. But if the mortal, error-prone humans who do the changing have no rudder of truth to guide them, who is to prevent them from being driven by the tyranny of lust, demagogues or mobs? The scientist too is not immune to a similar, though different danger. In the human sciences we have learned sometimes at enormous cost that yesterday's revealed truth becomes tomorrow's can't. Yesterday's guaranteed solutions were the source of today's problems. Tinkering and tampering with the social and economic order has often created misery on a vast scale, and the surveys on which public policy is based are often formulated without malice or dishonesty in accordance with the deeply held preconvictions of the tester. In the physical sciences, man's achievements have not been without awesome moral dilemmas. The ability to terminate, extend, and perhaps even to create life, for example, demands that one have a perspective on the meaning of life. Otherwise, the sanctity of man is exchanged for a collection of organs, electrical electrical impulses, and grist for the mills of experimentation. No wonder intelligent people grapple with the specter of technologies that cannot be controlled by their creators. When Yefes lets his sensitivity and knowledge be guided by the presence that rests in the tents of Shem, then he too becomes a chariot for the Shekhinah, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's glory. But if he perceives the Torah as his competitor, so he's going to drag it down to the level of just another ancient literary classic. As Talmai did. He just added another literary classic to the library shelves of his uh, country. Or he'll wage war against it as Antiochus did. They made three Xeris, Shabbos, Rishchidosh, Mila. And they all have significance what they were trying to tell us. And against that, and because of that, Chazal and the Medrash say that Yavon is considered darkness. And that's exactly why the victory of the Hashemunayim was symbolized both at the time and in our annual commemoration of Hanukkah by the flames of the Menorah. Because the Oira Torah, the glow of Torah, the spiritual presence that illuminated the tents of Shem, whether they're on Harabayas or in the humblest Jewish home that holds the Torah sacred, it still burns, that light of Torah. The Torah stays, but the, that Bria of Choshech, like Chazal Taichtab Yovon, Chochmah of Yovon, which was Kaguf Belina Shama. Like Chazal say, we have a lady in Yeshayim, Memhei, Pasuk Zayin, it says, Yoytzer Avari Choshech, that a Baruch who fashioned light and he created darkness. Because Choshech is not Pshad, it's a header or, it's a lack of light. Shadis, it's a bria bifnei atzmoi. It's a bria bifnei atzmoi. 
So this Bria Bifnei Atzmoi, this Choyshech was destroyed. Nothing remains of the ancient Yavam. But we still have that Oyer Torah that forever and ever stays with us. I'll just end with the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Chavdalid. The Gemara tells us, the Pesach says in Zechariah, Dalid, Vayoymer Eilai, Eila Shnei Bnei HaYitzer, HaOyimdim, these are the two Bnei HaYitzer that are standing with Ushnaim Zesim Aleo, and the two Zesim that are on there, Yitzar, Omer Rabbi Yitzchak, Eilu Tamidich Chacham, Shabbat Eretz Yisrael, the Yitzar, those are the Tamidich Chacham in Eretz Yisrael, Shenoichim Zela Zeba Aloche, that are Noich Zela Zen Aloche, Keshem and Zayis, like olive oil, Ushnaim Zesim Aleo, Eilu Tamidich Chacham, Shabbat Bovil, Shemerum Zelazabalocha. The two Zaysim are a remez to the Talmidicha Chomim in Bovil that are more Zelazabalocha like a Zayis. Rashi says on this. What does this refer to? That the, the Bnei Bovil are Machablam Zelazabalocha. That's going on the Gemara's drasha before that the Tamidich Chachamim and Bavel are mechabel zelazeh ba'alocha. Shad is because they're not ma'ayin together, but the Bnei Eretz Yisrael they sit together, they're ma'ayin together, they fix each other up, and they made the Shmuz Yitzlor, but not the ones in Bavel. What's the oymik over here? What Zachary Hanavi was shown in his nevuah? We find that that Tukufa of the Torah Shabbal Peh was seen in this Mare, this prophetic vision of Zechariah, in which he was shown that Klal Yisrael would soon be privileged to erect the base of Migdash, like it says in Zechariah Dalit, Pasuk Yud Aleph to Pasuk Yud Dalit. He was shown a menorah that was flanked by two olive trees. And Zechariah Novi asked, Rebbeinu Shalom, what are these two olive trees to the right of the menorah and to its left? Zakadosh Baruch Hu answered, These are two people who are likened to olive oils, so like the Gemara says, like we just read in Sanhedrin Chavdala Meralif, that Zechariah was shown over here a marrow of the far off future, because the Shemen Zayis symbolizes the Chochmas Atoiro which provides the or, the spiritual illumination, just like oil burning in a lamp gives physical light, so to the Torah gives a spiritual light. The future of Klal Yisrael is what Zechariah was shown. And he was shown that it would depend on two sets of Tamidich HaChamim, who would illuminate their people and the world with the study and the teaching of Torah. These are the Tamidich HaChamim in Eretz Yisrael and the Tamidich HaChamim in Bovil. Now the history of Klal Yisrael in the second base of Migdosh Preceded from Persian to Greek to Egyptian domination, and after only a seventy period of seventy year period of independence and power, it back to it went back to the dominion status under the Roman Empire that would eventually destroy the base of Migdosh. It was not a happy history, but for all its degradation and tragedy, its darkness was relieved by brilliant light. Which light was this? That was the illumination of the Torah coming from Eretz Yisrael and Bovil. Now Zechariah's menorah takes on a deeper meaning. Because he foresaw that the Simcha of Ba'is Sheni would be the product of the menorah that symbolized Torah Shabbat flanked and darshaned, expounded and given fulfillment by the Tamid HaChomim of Klal Yisrael. The time when the Tamid HaChomim of Bovil, the Tamid HaChomim of Eretz Yisrael would be most fruitful was more than two centuries into the future. But Zechariah was shown 
that they would be the Beis Amikdosh in Bayez Hashani, that era's main accomplishment. And as we said, the Mishkan, the Beis Amikdosh, parallels the universe. And that's, this is true not only in the fact that it symbolizes to us by its structure, how it's, it's, it's mechuven, but also by its goals, the Tachlesim, because the first specific tivoy that was uttered by Kaddish Baruch Hu when he was creating the world was Yehi, or let there be light. And the Medrash in Bamidbir Rabban, Tanchum and says that after the construction of the, the uh, Mishkan was done and it was enveloped with the Anani Akavoid, the holy cloud of the divine presence, Kaddish Baruch Hu gave Moshe the first tivoy. Of the actual avoda, it says, When you're going to kindle the lights, the seven lights shall glow, it says, Because the menorah, which would illuminate the Jewish minds and the hearts with its spiritual grow by inspiring them to contribute to the riches of Torah Shabbat was the fulfillment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tzivoy, that there should be light in the veils. So when HaKadosh Baruch said, He was referring to us, that get together and learn Torah, Torah Shabbat which started in that Tekufa of Bayis Sheni. It was the first thing he desired for his world, for a world without the light of Torah, is just a world that's mired in darkness. So he or is the Tekufa of Bayis Sheni, which is the Kufa when the Hashmanoyim word represents that every year there's a Chelik in Torah Shabbat which is the exact opposite of what the Yavadim were trying to do, to be mafrid the Torah from the Noisena Torah and just bring down the Torah to the level of another subject, just like Talmai when he translated the Torah into the Septuagint, he just wanted to add another book to his library. Just another book that he contributed to the history and the libraries of the world. But we know that that can never be because you can never separate the Torah from the Noisena Torah. Because the Torah is he or, and this or emerged, Dafka in Bayez Sheni, which represents the, the expansion of Torah Shabbat, which Zechariah Novi in Bayez Rishon was shown this vision over here, this menorah that was flanked by these two olive trees, which is the Tamid Chacham and the Bnei Yitzor. The, these are the two people who are likened to, to olive oil. That's the Tamid Chachamim in Bavel, the Tamid Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael. We should talk about to toyim the Or of Torah. Be like the Tamid Chacham in Eretz Yisrael. Be like the Tamid Chacham in Bavel. Through learning the Talmud Bavli and the Yerushalmi Tzavim in Kol Torah Kula, and should have a Freilich in Chanukah.